When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, Friday evening edition of 630 Chad Inside Sports. Dave Campbell with you. Been here all week for Reed Wilkins, who's been off the last couple of weeks. Last week, uh, it was uh, Brendan Escott mostly handling the... uh, the host duties on a very eventful week uh, for the Elks with the uh, parting of ways with uh, Victor Quee, the president and CEO. Interim uh, president and CEO is Rick Lawlisher. He's been around the office and uh, he's already rolling up the sleeves and getting to work and talking to people and being that steady hand and that steady voice. And the Elks look for their two or second straight win for the first time in two years on Sunday and yeah, break a long streak of some sort at home as well, as we will vaguely mention. The uh, Elks and Red Blacks, 3.30, countdown to kickoff. Brendan Escott, Blake Dermott, you can join uh, Morley, myself, along with David Bowles, will be on the Elks sidelines 5 o'clock for the kickoff at Commonwealth Stadium. And the uh, CFL tonight, what a wild game in Toronto. Get a field goal from Boris Beatty to give the Argos a uh, 17-14 lead. And then Reggie Bagleton, a 36-yard touchdown pass from Jake Mayer, who went uh, 39, rather, 39-yard pass from Jake Mayer, who went four games previous in a row with no touchdown passes. Now he's got three in one half of football as the uh, Stampeders lead 21-17 to uh, 17 late in the second quarter in Toronto. The uh, Blue Jays with a homer from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And uh, they cut the lead uh, for the Cleveland Guardians to 4-2. to two. End of the sixth inning of play. Blue Jays trying to uh, cut into the lead of the Seattle Mariners and Houston Astros, who both have the uh, second or the third and final wildcard spot in the American League. And look at this. Uh, Devontae Coxey, 67-yard touchdown pass from Chad Kelly. This game's crazy. Uh, so the... Arcos back out in front, 24-21. Well, our hot topic topic tonight at 780-496-0063 is around hot dogs. The weather's going to be nice this weekend. Probably Mm -hmm. going to be nice next weekend. Best way to cook a hot dog, your three favorite toppings, up to three, and the no-no topping. Kellen, what do we got? Well, long weekend next weekend, too, don't forget. That's right. Mm -hmm. That is correct. September long. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So hot dogs. <laughs> Everybody texted in on uh, hot dogs today. We'll start with Ken and says, Dave, grilled chili cheese dog with raw onions. I actually don't like cheese, but can tolerate it with chili and onions. That's uh, from Ken. The so first appearance for the chili cheese dog. Yeah, that's that's very popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog's favorite uh, 
snack du jour. Ah, there I did not go. know that. Yeah. I'm learning so many things this week. Video game culture 101. <laughs> uh, anyway, Dale texted. It says, boiling is good. Campfire the best. Love French's mustard and raw onion. Relish ruins the hot dog. Schneider's brand. The skin cracks when you bite into it the best. And then he adds uh, the little uh, kind of the, 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 the face, the emoji of uh, the, the emoji getting sick. And then it says relish lol. So he's not a relish fan, yeah. it sounds like. I'm kind of, I, I don't know if it. I have the same re, uh, reaction, but yeah, I could do without relish on my hot dog as well. I don't uh, need it. I don't I, need it. I could take it or leave it, honestly. Yeah. It's just like, eh, whatever. It's relish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, did you read one more there? Yes, for sure. Uh, Marie texts in out in Wainwright and says, uh, the best preparation for a hot dog is to put it in boiling water for 30 seconds, throw on a grill skin first option. Or, sorry, let's, let me retry that again. Throwing on a grill. Skin first, open, put it in a bun, add onions, pickles, and a little bit of mayonnaise. Something you don't want a, a hot dog is chili and ketchup. Or okay. something you don't want a, on a hot dog is chili and ketchup. Sorry, the text kind of broke apart there and that stuff. But she's saying is that uh, she could uh, stand without chili and ketchup on a hot some, dog. Some people do not like ketchup on a hot dog. They, they don't like that because some people equate hot dog to like a steak too. Would you put would you put ketchup on a steak? Good point. Mm, no, but I would put it on a hot dog. There's my simple answer. Grey Cup in Hamilton this year. I know a lot of people go. If you're not uh, a fan of the teams involved, you just like to go and party, maybe got a ticket for the game. I know a lot of people from Edmonton will be going, so getting uh, Scott Mitchell on the line, the CEO, managing partner of Hamilton Sports Group. Uh, Scott, nice to have you on the show. How you doing? I'm doing great, Dave. Thanks so much for having me on. You get the Grey Cup again in 2023. You had it two years ago, and uh, we'll speak about, uh, we'll reminisce about that Grey Cup, but but tell me about the opportunity just to have a full Grey Cup festival in 2023 in Hamilton. Yeah, 2021 was awesome. I think we did a fantastic job in light of all the circumstances. The CFL was great uh, to deal with, and, and I don't know if people remember, but we all got very lucky because there was a massive uh, COVID strain outbreak after the mm-hmm. week after Great Call. We were very, very fortunate to get it in. We certainly weren't able to do all the things that were originally planned uh, for Great Cup. But the main thing that year, of course, was just getting the game played. And we had an well, incredible crowd, incredible game. Unfortunately, we came up uh, literally a yard short uh, of a victory. But uh, it was a great game. It was a great experience. Uh, I think it was great for Canadians to kind of unite around Great Cup that year after we all been through COVID um, and, and whatever that could uh, do to help lift our spirits. But, you know, really for this year, it's back to the original plan, which was to put on this phenomenal Great Cup, as we call it, uh, built in the hammer and uh, be able to celebrate the festival. We have, I think, more events planned for the week of Great Cup Festival than ever before. We have a huge... Uh, commitment to put on some great music shows uh, for the great cup weekend as well and uh, some of the other special things we'll be doing throughout the week so so we're really excited to be able to have a kind of an unencumbered great cup this year and uh and uh excited for all as many canadians as possible to join us in hamilton and of course we're talking to an edmonton audience and we know the great cup brings in fans from everywhere in canada and there's going to be fans of the elks and football fans in edmonton that'll flock to to hamilton and there's going to be over 40 events as uh, as you mentioned and uh and really if if someone is coming from edmonton to the great cup it's not just hamilton that's going to be featured you're you're really featuring a large area of that ontario region 
Yeah, what we're trying to do, Dave, is obviously promote and uh, and make sure everyone experiences the best of Hamilton. And there's some some great rejuvenation in Hamilton in the last 10 or 15 years. There's some phenomenal restaurants and uh, great bars. Uh, James Street, which is where we'll be having a lot of the uh, festival and will be closed down. It's a great area to experience uh, Hamilton. As I said, uh, we'll be doing some great things with uh, some indoor football opportunities at the uh, at the Armory there and uh, and all the bars and restaurants. It'll be a great compact festival right, to, right in downtown Ham- Hamilton. But then... Obviously, part of what makes Hamilton great, and uh, we talk about it, Bob Young talks about it, the greater Hamilton area, not the GTA, but the GHA. That's right. (laughs) And the greater Hamilton area, of course, if you go the other way away from Toronto, uh, which a lot of people in our region like to do, uh, you get down in the beautiful area of Niagara and the Lake, uh, Niagara Falls, uh, down through St. Catharines and all the great uh, wineries and vineyards that are down there. And this year in particular, you know, we're going to do something different that we're going to put on the player awards down in Niagara Falls. And there's a, there's a plethora of, as everyone knows, great entertainment options. And more importantly, there's a lot of great hotel options for people down in the falls. So we're going to make the Thursday night of Great Cup week with the player awards really, really special, give an opportunity for everyone to come down and enjoy that kind of greater Hamilton area. Uh, we're going to be running shuttles back and forth continuously between Hamilton and Niagara Falls for everybody to enjoy that. And uh, I think it'll be great for people to see that within a half hour's drive of Hamilton, we have all these great kind of world-class opportunities for people to experience. And, you know, I I thought when you had the idea of the shuttles and using the Niagara area, which I think is smart because, I mean, you got to have hotel space and a lot of people flocking in and, you know, Hamilton can't handle it. They can handle a lot, but they can't handle it all. Uh, The Niagara area, what a a wonderful idea just to showcase that beautiful area of Ontario and and to have that transportation as well. Yeah, I think people don't know, David, how close Niagara Falls is to Hamilton. It's really mm. it literally from the player worlds to Tim Hortons Field. It's literally just under 30 minutes. And uh, and as I said, funny enough, it'll be obviously November. Probably won't be uh, too balmy outside. But uh, Niagara is known for growing some of the great uh, uh, world-class ice wines of, of the world, literally. Uh, so but there's going to be an opportunity for everyone. We're going to be doing some some events down there as well. And uh, obviously on top of the 40-plus events we're going to be doing at Hamilton. So, yeah, it, I think it's, it's great for people. I think... Regina was obviously great. Those guys did a fantastic job, but it is challenging a bit in Regina on the hotel side sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think in Hamilton, we don't have a ton of hotels. Um, and so instead of asking people to come down and do the commute from Toronto, we're saying, hey, look, there's great opportunities to experience world-class music, world-class events, and some world-class hotels down in Niagara Falls now that we've sold out most of the hotels in Hamilton. And I think it'll be a fantastic experience for people, as I said, 30 minutes door-to-door from Niagara Falls back to into Hamilton and Tim Hortons Field. We are joined by Scott Mitchell. He is the CEO and managing partner of Hamilton Sports Group here on 630 Chet Inside Sports, talking about uh, Grey Cup 2023. Game is on November 19th. Festival starts on the 13th. And I know uh, our Edmonton audience, many listeners will be going down for the game. They'll be going down for the festival. They'll be going down for both. And, uh, of course, the team parties are the big thing. Um, and where where will the team parties take place? Are you going to put them in pretty much the same kind of location or close to each other? What's the, what's that going to be like? Where can people find the spirit of Edmonton? <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, you'll, you'll always find the spirit of Edmonton. Uh, they'll, they'll be uh, close. And so we're trying to really centralize everything. So we're going to be using the first Ontario center and that whole corridor down to James street. So everything is really for, from a Hamilton perspective, everything is very downtown specific. It's all walking distance uh, with the exception of Tim Hortons field, which is just a kilometer and a half down the road. But the whole festival from spirit of Edmonton to all the team parties to everything else is right 
right around that cluster of the first Ontario Centre and the hotels downtown and right up uh, James Street. So it's it's all within kind of a 10-minute walk and uh, anything you could possibly want to experience a great cup and more. We're doing some unique things, things as well this year. Uh, as I said, we're going to have a phenomenal fan area inside the armory down on James Street that uh, lets uh, both uh, older folks but also, of course, our kids come down and play some flag ball and uh, of footballs. Really close cluster, and that's what we're trying to do is kind of promote that uh, that social social activity of everyone from right that downtown area. It's it's all walking distance from First Ontario Centre. So I want to go back to something you said about the 2021 Grey Cup, and you said you know when you were awarded the 2021 Grey Cup, you had a lot of these ideas. If I'm correct here, a lot of these ideas for 2023 you wanted to do two years ago. Um, so tell me about just sitting on these ideas for so long and now you're able to, to to flush them out and you'll you'll see them in a few months. Yeah, I think one of the things that will be announced in the next few weeks, Dave, it's, uh, it's a bit of a high-wire act, but we're going to be super excited to announce them is uh, we've, we've really made a big emphasis on music. And I know music and football obviously go well together and music and, and Grey Cup has always gone well. But apart from halftime and, of course, the uh, the pregame, you know, we're going to be putting on some pretty significant musical acts and uh, and parties uh, f- throughout the whole festival week. So we're hopeful uh, just after Labor Day in the month of September, we're going to be able to announce uh, what those musical acts are going to be. But it's it's certainly not going to overshadow Grey Cup, but it's going to kind of match up. As I said, I'll go back to kind of world-class musical acts and opportunities for people to come and enjoy concerts, enjoy events see some terrific band that whole gray cup week so that uh, every night they have an option to do something pretty uh, pretty cool scott mitchell ceo managing partner of hamilton sports group joining us on 6 30 chat inside sports and talking about uh, the gray cup festival in hamilton from november 13th to 19th of course 19th it'll be uh, the gray cup game at tim horton's field in hamilton uh, i just want to get your perspective you know I think we're. This is the first year that's been kind of normal post COVID. Um, where do you think the league is standing, or where it sits right now, as far as you know, kind of just getting back to the levels pre pandemic, uh, and and you know, look, you know, going towards expansion and just going towards a healthy league post COVID here. Well, I think I think Dave, the Grey Cup is is uh, part of that discussion. I think that uh, you know historically, there we've had a huge audience of people that travel to Grey Cup, and I think when we had COVID uh, come in, that was a significant interruption into people's kind of habits. And when once you break people's habits of going to games or going to Grey Cups, it's tough to get them back establishing those those habits uh, again. So I think I think the CFL has come through it extremely well. I think again, this year's Grey Cup will be part of getting people back to understand, get back to Grey Cup, back to what you enjoyed previously. Um, I think from a league perspective, though, I mean, I know we've talked about it this week, and uh, you've seen some of them. You know, I spent a long time in my career in the media business, and for the league to be delivering the audiences that we are on TSN, who of course is a great partner, um, but the fragmentation of media has has really been challenging for everybody in the industry. But mm-hmm. you know, for us to be having ratings that aren't just popular, they're going up and growing up significantly in a key demographic. It is a phenomenal news story. I'm not I'm not sure there's been a bigger news story relative to the CFL in the last 10 or 15 years of, of what's going on with our broadcast audiences and what that means to our future opportunities. Uh, so that is a very, very significant thing. I think Randy Ambrosi and the league office and the teams deserve a great amount of credit because, you know, it's not easy to schedule games. People don't understand how hard it is to schedule games in the CFL when, you know, you've got to share buildings with people or you're not the main priority inside of a building. It's not nearly as easy as people think it is, but I think every 
this year, every team really made a concerted effort to make sure that we were as broadcast friendly as possible. And, you know, not taking away from obviously the game day, the game day opportunity in each of the cities, but really focusing on broadening that, that audience because, you know, ultimately engaging those fans across the country in all of our games is, is the most important thing we can do as well as obviously the game day itself. Um, so I think it's a tremendous news story. I think the league is going to be, be benefit from a great layer. I think you're seeing that as well in some of the other metrics that were announced this week in terms of the online and social uh, engagement that we're seeing from our fans. We're building out this phenomenal market, marketable fan base and, uh, and the fast, fun, entertaining campaign of uh, or concept of the CFL, which has always been the case. We're just talking about it more. I, I think it's a, a great time for the league. We've got great owners. I, I don't think we've ever had better, better owners from coast to coast. Uh, and I think uh, obviously we'll get this Edmonton situation sorted out with Rick and some great people in Edmonton. So I think it's been a tremendous year for the league. I think there's, there's great excitement and great opportunity ahead of us. And, uh, and I see nothing but very positive things. You know, I think, you know, the great thing about the CFL as well, you got nine teams, hopefully soon to be 10, and you're all competing against each other. But you mentioned the Edmonton situation with Rick Lawlisher in as the interim president and CEO. Everyone wants every other team to be healthy in, in the league because if one team suffers, uh, that's not good. So, you know, hopefully things get settled here in Edmonton for sure. And I know Rick has a great respect among everyone in the CFL. Rick is a tremendous guy, a tireless work ethic, uh, known him for a long, long time, and he'll do a great job of stabilizing things there and creating an opportunity for the Elks to be hugely successful. And I have very little doubt that uh, sooner than later, the Elks will be back uh, where everybody in Edmonton wants to see them. For sure. Scott Mitchell, CEO and managing partner of Hamilton Sports Group, talking about the Grey Cup Festival coming up this November 13th. The game is on the 19th, but 13th and the 19th, so much going on in uh, what he calls the greater Hamilton area. The GMA, not the GTA, the GMA. Uh, it's always fun, Grey Cup time for sure. This portion of 632 Inside Sports proudly brought to you by Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. They're at the half in Toronto. Argos leading the uh, Calgary Stampeders in a wild game so far. 24 to 21. Canadian Derby's tomorrow at uh, Century Mile. We'll speak to one of the best trainers in North America, Robertino Diodoro. As uh, his horse, Heroic Move, has the uh, second best odds to win the 94th Canadian Derby. That when we come back on Inside Sports.